They did a great job. Um, as Crystal said, my name is Gerald. I'm the Next Gen Pastor here at Fieldstone. So I oversee kids, the middle school and the high school, and even college group. Uh, so if you're in that age range, uh, come talk to me. But we are in this series. It's called Fieldstone 101. And it's all about, like, the, as you would say, maybe in a corporate setting, like values of our church, or, or the way that me and Justin have talked about it is kind of we describe it as like DNA. It's those things that, you know, um, like every, every person has two eyes, a nose, ten fingers, ten toes type of thing. Um, but and like most churches have a very, you know, similar setting or similar structure. But we're talking about the DNA values, the things, you know, the hair color, the eye color, uh, how tall you're going to be, what makes you unique. And so when we talk about our values, that's kind of what we're talking about. And this has actually been an ongoing conversation with me and Justin for about a year and a half now. Uh, and it's really what drives us day by day, month by month, week by week, year by year. And we really, uh, as we kind of go through the series, it's, it's joining in as a church. How, how do we join in? Uh, how do we match the DNA of Fieldstone? So Justin last week kind of set it up. He, he kind of went through those details. I encourage you to go to fieldstonechurch.org slash audio just to re-listen to that talk. And he talked about family-focused. And he talked about this idea. It's not the stereotypical, you know, we care for families and we got middle school, high school, kids ministry. It was much more complex and deeper. And it really had to do with our mission of transforming family trees with the gospel. And so I encourage you, go, go listen to Justin's talk just to kind of get the DNA value uh, of what Fieldstone is all about. This week, we're doing our second DNA value, uh, which is super friendly. Now, Justin was like, hey, Joe, you're going to do the super friendly talk. I'm like, of course you have the, the second tier pastor do like the cheesy Chuck E. Cheese slogan one. Um, but... He was like, I'm sure Justin was like, he can't screw this one up. Watch me. Um, no. But the, this idea of super friendly, and as we were talking about these values, we we're trying to, you know, be the creative, the, the catchy, and we're like, well, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to call it what it is. We're just going to use common words that we would say, and we're, we're saying super friendly. Now, as we were kind of thinking through this, the, the values within the church, we really sat down and was like, okay, what makes Fieldstone Fieldstone? As we kind of dug into it a little bit, we thought, you know what? What we're known for is being friendly. When people walk through the doors, as, as people call up the church and have needs that need to be met, like that's a common theme that we hear. It's something that we are, and it's something that we want to continue to build on. I know for me, when I, when I started here about a year and a half ago, uh, I, I was a couple weeks in, and, and at the time, me and Leah were just dating. If you don't know my wife, she's over here uh, in front and center. She's the one with the small dog. Um, Walter's gone, yeah. Uh, but she, she walked in, and I was a great boyfriend. You know what I did? I was like, I got to go do work, and so I left her by herself into an atmosphere. She didn't know anyone, or no one knew who she was besides uh, Justin's wife, and, and she walks into the building, and all of a sudden, she kind of looking around, and, and people start talking to her, and people are greeting her, having no idea who she is, just thinking she's here by herself, alone, and, and converse, conversations were created, and I remember on our drive home, she was just like, wow, I've, I've never been in a church before. 
where I felt welcomed like that. I've never been into a church before where conversations kind of almost happen naturally. And as we were digesting these values, that story was brought to my mind. And the idea of being super friendly, like, isn't just within the church world. It's, it's within the secular world, too. Like, when you walk into a store and uh, you get the vibe of maybe you're not, like, greeted or you're not welcomed or the, depending how the store is laid out and you don't feel like it's super friendly, we tend to walk away with the mentality or an attitude like, oh, I, I don't want to be here. Like, I, I don't want to stay here as long as I, I want to be here as short as possible, and maybe you don't even want to give them uh, business because they had attitude or, or they gave you a look. And, and so I think we've all been in that kind of situation before, and then vice versa. We, we've been in places before, and, and maybe it was a store where you feel welcomed, you feel friendly, and, and you can walk into this place. I know we had a, a similar experience, me and Leah, when we were first time going into pet stores. We went into one that wasn't that friendly, and then we went to another where they were super friendly, and, and the other place was a little bit more expensive, but we we're like, yeah, that's our, that's our pet store. That's where we're going to go, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that, and then even thinking about the idea of super friendly and how we've experienced it in our life before, you think about uh, live events, sporting events, U of M, if you've ever been to like a, a Michigan tailgate game, like as long as you're wearing the same jersey, people are friendly, like high fives, you're in the stadium, and Michigan gets a touchdown, you high five, and everyone's like cheering, and maybe you like Michigan State, and, and the same thing happens there, or maybe Ohio State, and no, they're not friendly, right? They're not friendly over there. But you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know, uh, one kind of cheesy thing about me is that I like occasionally watch the fake wrestling, WWE. And uh, me and my buddy, we travel to WrestleMania, and, and, and everyone has their different wrestlers, and and uh, everyone's just friendly because they're all there to have fun. And so that, that experience, that environment, like, we're familiar with it. We understand what it's like to be in a friendly place. Now, we're not a business. We're not WWE, unless, Justin, you want me to flip you around? No, okay. Um, we're not selling anything. We are a church. We offer a place for a people to experience Jesus, to worship, to figure out how to live the life Jesus came to give, to experience Christian community. Super friendly is something that's within our DNA, that when people walk through the door, they can experience Jesus through our friendliness. It's something that we want to keep constant, because we to be completely honest, the last six months, we know the world changes, and it changes fast. Our building could change, and it, it has. If you haven't been inside, go check it out. The people around us have changed and can continue to change. The people on stage hasn't changed yet, which, thank goodness. Um, but it could and this is what we want to stand us apart. These are the things we want people, as they come for the first time, like my wife and what she experienced, that when they walk away, they know something that we are super friendly, even if they don't come back ever again. We want super friendly to be the thing that stands us apart from other churches. That when you walk in, you're greeted, you're known, 
You're loved and cared for, whether it's the first time or the millionth time. And in all seriousness, we, we know this to be true, that programs, small groups, the way our church service is structured, whatever time we meet, wherever we meet, the way we communicate, our student groups, our kids' ministry, our nursery, they all can and are really changing. But our fear is that unless we define the things we want to never change, the things we want our DNA, those DNA values to be, the things that we want to stick with us uh, through the midst of a rapidly changing world, those things have the potential to be easily taken away unless we define them, unless we shout them out, unless we make everyone known of what makes Fieldstone Fieldstone. So let's dive into a passage. Uh, we're going to be looking at Acts 2, 42 through 47. So let me read this for you. It says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Whenever a church tends to have a series like that, um, we go to this passage. We, we look at this passage um, because... All churches should look at this passage as very foundational, a very foundational framework for the way that we should believe the church should be structured, it should be organized, what the church should be doing. So when we boil down this verse, the first thing I want to do is kind of break down some things what the verse does not say. First thing the verse doesn't say is that we need the coolest building or, or the best place to meet. There's nowhere mentioned in this verse that. This verse does not say we only interact with people we like or the same people that, that look like us or have the same lifestyle as us or have the same economic status as us. This verse does not say we only have church community on Sundays. This verse does not say just showing up to church is our only responsibility. This verse really describes the early church, the church that every church looks at as a leading example. And so we have to ask ourselves, as we read that passage, like, why were people attracted to the church? Why were they different? Because the first thing it says, like, the most groundbreaking is, like, they sold possessions, they gave people in need. And so I think they wrote that very intentionally because they were used to giving taxes to Caesar. They were used to giving uh, things out of, you know, anger or upset, things that they didn't want to give. And they gave taxes to Caesars, they gave to the temples, probably under pressure and judgment. But as we read this verse, it has a different tone. I think it's written very well, that they gave it out of joy. They were glad they shared. They were super friendly together. And then we saw they, they prayed together. 
They, they broke bread together. They didn't just do little cups of communion and stale bread that you would peel off. They would sit down and have meals and conversations. They would do meet daily in the courts. And they would, they would pray together and praise together. One thing I, I do when I read this passage, a lot of times we get so stuck on the structure of the passage. We get struck, okay, you pray, you eat bread together, you meet daily. Like, that's all good things. But when we actually read between the lines, one thing that it does say is that they had a different perspective. They have a different attitude. It says sincere hearts. They were glad, enjoying the favor of all people. It, it wasn't so much about what they needed to do but it was more about who they needed to be. That the life that they lived was one where they truly, their attitude was truly different, their perspective was truly different because of Jesus. And they saw each other as Jesus saw them. Now, I'd be honest if I, if I didn't say this, that... Um, you know, I've ever had a flyby conversation in the hallway, whether it's for a good reason or a bad reason. But when we read this conversation, we see that they truly did life together. It was much more than just doing a quick conversation with each other. And one thing that when we read this passage, they invited everyone. That, that no one was rejected that people would come to dinner, and it said that people were saved daily, that people were welcomed into their environment, into their community daily. And how did they do that? Well, they did it with an open hand. They did it with friendliness, not just friendliness, but they were super friendly. And that's why I think people were attracted to that, because they were different. And they were different because they had experienced Jesus. They had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, and their perspective was totally changed. Why is being super friendly so important? Why does our church consider this a value and a DNA? Why do we want to set us apart? Because when people are super friendly, walls come down. People are more open to, to share past hurts. People are willing to open up about their life to move on to forgiveness from, from Jesus, to, to move to uh, help them resolve any conflicts. When walls come down, people can feel confident in being authentic that those walls maybe that have made hearts hard will be more open to the gospel. It's like the famous quote, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's what we want people to know about our church is that we care. We care. And we care through friendliness. We care through our attitude, through our perspective. So what does this mean? That our homes become their homes. Our church becomes their church. That, that you know that people in your church are going to love and protect your kids. 
that people have genuine mutual respect for each other. We also know that when you hurt, people are going to hurt alongside you. And we know that when you're real and authentic and you're going through hard times and your real self begins to show, you still feel like you can show your face around here. Acts 2 is the picture. And we can, we can do our best to chase after that picture and more specifically that attitude, that perspective. And, in, and even as we dive in a little bit more, we go through the book of Acts and we see the church taking care of the homeless, taking care of beggars, taking care of people that are struggling within the community. community. And ultimately, we see the church changing the world. When you, real, when you really boil it down, People weren't forced. People weren't even neutral. And more importantly, people weren't fake. They genuinely were friendly. They genuinely cared for each other. And they wanted Jesus to be the one who got all the glory. So what does it look like for our church to continue being super friendly? And what does it look like for you to join in? It means taking the friendliness that maybe you have received, the greeting that maybe you got from one of our connection team or for Justin, taking that and passing it on. Taking that friendliness and showing it to others by a simple conversation. Treating other people's kids with love and respect. Being willing to show other people the ropes introducing them to other people, and maybe even digging a little bit into their lives. We need to learn to accept, allow people to belong, and care for others' needs. Most people probably grew up with some type of, like, second mom, if you know what I'm talking about, or a second set of parents, where, uh, if, especially for me when I was in high school, I had uh, one of my best friend's house, and I knew that when I was going over to their house, um, I was family. I was a part of their family. Or maybe you are those parents where you, you have uh, kids where when their kids come over that they're, they're allowed in the house. You know, you can even maybe even keep your shoes on or, or whatever it looks like. But for me, I always knew when I felt like family when I walked into a house was when I can open the refrigerator, right? When you can go into someone's refrigerator comfortably and maybe grab food or drink and know they wouldn't be mad. And you knew that you were accepted. That's the type of church we want to be. You can go check through our fridge anytime you want. There's nothing in there. But that's the type of church we want to be. That when people first walk in, they feel welcomed and comfortable as if you were walking into a second parent's house or a second, your friend's house, and you knew you were welcome. But I do have to put this disclaimer in there. Uh, we want to make people feel comfortable. I know this, not everyone wants a hug from me. Uh, I, I know not every first-time guest wants to hear my life story, or they can really relate to my sense of humor. But guess what? When we work together as a body, someone around here or listening online, they can relate. They can be the extended hand because if it was left up to just me and Justin that would 
be the most friendliest people here at the church, our church would look pretty sad because we would attract people with the same humor. We would attract people with the same personality. But when everyone is willing to be super friendly, when that becomes a part of our DNA, not even just here when you're on site, but when you're out in your community, when you're out with your neighbors, we can begin to show Jesus. We can begin to witness to others. We also need to keep in mind that being super friendly is recognizing boundaries. For example, the most friendly thing you can do for someone right now is stay six feet apart. That shows respect. That, that shows that you respect them and you respect their family. We need to really take all those things into, into a, a account as we kind of approach this idea of our DNA super friendly, and that's what we want. I'm going to end on this. Uh, John 13, verse 34 through 35. It's a very common verse. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my, di my disciple if you love one another. This verse doesn't say just that church. This verse doesn't say just after Sunday when you hear a great sermon. This church says love each other. Even... When, when people need help, even on Monday morning when you didn't have your coffee and that, that employee is bugging you or that, that person that you work with is annoying you, and we do this and we're, we're super friendly because ultimately we want people to know Jesus. We want to see people transformed by the gospel. And we believe this at Fieldstone that when we incorporate this value of DNA, we'll begin to look like the picture of Acts 2. We will have that attitude, that perspective. And, and the Lord might even bless us in the sense where people will come to know him every day and then we can shout his name and give him the glory for what he's doing here in Milan and the surrounding communities. So let's pray. Jesus, you are good. We recognize that. We thank you for it. And Lord, we pray that as we continue into the fall, that we would take the things that we don't want to change, we would incorporate it into our words, into our actions, Lord, and that we can be the church. We could be the place where when people walk in, they can clearly see you, that they won't see any, anything that has to deal with something that would stress them out and that walls would come down. And so, Lord... I just pray that you would continue to, to mold this church, make it into a place where your son is glorified. Amen. Hey, uh, one last thing. Don't forget about next week, baptisms.